Ken continues down his rabbit hole of stats and data to see what is moving forward and backward with regards to sales of specific craft beer brands. Dan follows it up with an article about how Gen Z is just not drinking as much as Millennials and Gen X are. Nick gives us an article about the most and least expensive areas in the country, and we have lots of questions on how they came up with this list. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Craft Beer News, recorded live after every interview segment of Better on Draft, Friday starting at 7.15 p.m. Eastern, only on Twitch and Facebook. Welcome, everybody, to the news segment. St. Patrick's Day 2023, my name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I'm here with my co-host, folks. It's an original, original crew show tonight with Nick. Nick, what are you drinking? I just cracked open another Guinness. There you go. Dan, what about you? Still working on the Speedway Stout and refilled up on the old Scottish Ale. Yeah. Uh, for myself, from Ascension, uh, which is a rarity for me, but I've got their Hail Mary Premium Lager. Uh, as I'm still finishing up the uh, the NA, the Partake Pale Ale. Uh, but with always this segment, too, we always go through the news. First, I want to say thank you so much uh, to those that are listening live. Of course, I know it is St. Patrick's Day, so you're all probably either drunk or getting ready to go to bed. Uh, but thank you so much for following us uh, on Twitch. We did have a, a couple new followers during the first segment. Uh, that's twitch.tv forward slash better on draft. Of course, we are live 7.15 p.m. Eastern Fridays. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned to better on draft to see uh, if we're off that week or if we're on come join us live chat with us live talk about the topics that we're talking about live including the topic that i'm going to bring up first here for the craft beer news um and that is that craft beer uh for the top 30 brands most are currently declining in popularity both in money sold uh, as well as volume sold uh we talked a few weeks ago about the craft beer bubble being a myth uh, I've talked about nothing really being able to uh, hurt craft beer, but really when you're looking at uh, volume in comparison to other brands, brands like Rheingeist are up double digits, whereas brands like uh, New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger is down nearly one third, which is a huge amount as it is one of the top uh, selling brands in the country, one of the top 30 brands um, of craft beer, uh, but... With that in mind, if you look at, say, Juice Force Hazy IPA, which is another Voodoo Ranger brand, they're up seven times. So we're looking at these brands, and a lot of people are leaving brands for other brands. So Juice Force Hazy is coming up. Uh, Their Ranger Hoppy Variety Pack is up 20%. Their Imperial IPA is up 6.3%. Um, and that's to account for, say, their Ranger IPA, just their standard Voodoo Ranger IPA down a third. Uh, Juice Haze IPA, so not Juice Force, Juice Haze, two different things apparently, uh, is down 10% as well. Um, when you're looking at these numbers, uh, for the most part, craft beer is owned by non-craft beer uh, breweries. So the top 30 brands that aren't your Bud, Bush, Coors Miller also include Kona's Big Wave, which is owned by AB, uh, Goose Island's Double Dry Hopped Double IPA, which of course is AB, uh, Leinenkugel, which is owned by Molson Coors, um, Lagunitas, which is owned by Heineken. So when you look at all of these um, 
brands and that still the top brands are these beers, but breweries like Rheingeist are increasing. Do you think we can see not necessarily a change in the guard um, as we're seeing brands for Anheuser-Busch uh, drop significantly to where a lot of people are kind of making fun of them, which is fair, um, for purchasing these brands. Uh, do we see any craft breweries kind of uh, hopping into those top tiers uh, with the beers that we're selling? Because honestly, I don't think I know of a brand new top selling craft beer out there these days. Um, look at look at all the beers that I just mentioned. Uh Except for Force Haze, Ranger, Juice Force. Um, Is that like Space Force? Something like oh, that. Oh, come like on. Juice, juice <laughs> and, and Sierra Nevada's big, big little thing. Um, you know, we had Sierra Nevada on and they were promoting the little things. All of these breweries are promoting beers that have, are, you know, 20, 30 years old themselves. Bell's Too Hearted, Shiner Bach. Boston's uh, Boston Beer Co's, Sam Adams, Boston Lager, like all these beers have been around for so long. Can we see a top beer from not one of these breweries come in to the industry? I don't know if you can. I think they're they're in those top numbers because of how much they sell. You can't ask like a local brewery down the street to like beat out one of these guys that sell nationwide. So even if like AB's craft breweries are declining in sales, it's still going to far outpace any of these breweries who distribute like regionally or locally. Well, maybe not even say, uh, you know, Rheingeist, I think is probably the best example of a brewery that is growing in uh, size, but doesn't necessarily have the, uh, time in the industry compared to these other brands. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking about is, is that these breweries that maybe are less than, um, you know, 10 years old, 15 years old, uh, finally getting their, their time to shine, um, or coming back. I mean, remember Brooklyn brewery used to be huge in the, um, yeah. Tommy knocker. Oh my God. I love that beer. Uh, <laughs> Like they they were huge, and then you know fighting for shelf space in Michigan is almost damn near impossible. Um, same with Allagash, they kind of you know phased back a little bit, but Allagash definitely has some age in it. Um, is so, Dan? You don't think there's you know a brewery within the last ten to fifteen years that have opened that can kind of uh, enter even maybe Kings and Convicts? Uh, well, I mean. You'd be looking at Ballast Point at that time. Is Ballast Point in the top 30? That is one that possibly could if it wasn't previously. They were 30. Um, they were 34 brewery-wise, but there was no top 30 brand um, for them. Like, are they? Uh, uh, New Belgium has seven of the top 30 selling beers in the country. Is that with the purchase of Bell's? The combination, or is it just yes? New but Belgium? without without bells, it's six of the top thirty. Oh, so two hearted is the one that gave him seven. That's correct. Um, I mean, yeah, you could see. I feel like 
ballast point would have been higher at one point. What's the other one? Is St. Archer the bigger, the other big brand, Kings and Convicts owns? I think so, but there is no St. Archer. On this list that doesn't involve a mainstay brewery, um, it does say, which is kind of funny, Monster Energies, Cigar City, Heil. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just that just that's one of those um idiocracy moments in my head where it's like Costco, CVS, Mountain Dew presents. Um, Fire, <laughs> Firestone Walker is on here, they're 805. Um, yeah. that is a local, they have uh Boston Beers Sam Adams variety pack and Boston Beers Boston Lager, Boston Beers Seasonal. Uh, and that's it. And Shinerbach. Um Sierra Nevada's I, got three on there too. Well, you you mentioned eight oh five. It's I don't know if it gets all the way out to your part of the country, but it's everywhere out here. I mean, you bought it for me in Las Vegas. It's on tap everywhere you go here in Phoenix. It's pretty wide distributed. Um to break in, I think you're gonna need one of two things. You're gonna need one of those brands that are on the top thirty to scale back or close down or stop producing a certain type of beer, or you're going to have to buy one of those brands to do it. Well, here's uh shock tops down 24% volume wise. Wow. Uh, Did, didn't even know they still make that. Honestly. Um, the same with Lagunitas, a little something, something that's down 25%. Uh, and Lagunitas IPA is down 25%. So they are losing massive, um, volume to alternative drinks um so when was the last time any of you saw shock top in a bar i can't remember seeing it in a I, long time yeah i can't remember either. no i'm gonna probably see it tomorrow now that i know i'm looking for it yeah, at the yeah. bowl yeah that's where i would expect <laughs> yeah. it we had to say when ken go to and, and i go to bowl the 40 game 40 frame game tomorrow they're gonna I'll have probably- shock top they're gonna have the new fat tire they're gonna have Sam Adams Boston Lager, the new version of that. You're is it like like, like is Eastern? Is it like Eastern Europe where it takes forever things forever for things to get there? <laughs> what uh, the bowling alley? I don't know. They, <laughs> what they'll they'll have Yingling, it is which is probably I'm gonna be drinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you look at uh, Goose Island's Tropical Beer Hug Double IPA, like that's up a hundred forty percent. Like these are really drastic. Um. The what? Who's buying Goose Island beer if you're not on an airplane or it's not BCBS? I mean, probably anywhere that, would that always, has an AB contract. That blows my mind. I, like, it's just not something you see very often. I mean, if if three if the if the beer choice was limited and I wanted a beer and I did not want Budweiser, if it was three one two, I'm buying three one two. Oh, without same. a doubt, absolutely. I mean, I mean, three one two is a solid beer, but yeah, you know, not a lot of people are lining up to buy it anymore. But if it's somewhere at a bar and it's the only good choice, I'm buying. I'll, I'll have a couple. So, I think that un- unless a um. You know, maybe like a stone comes out with a new beer that gets a lot of hype. Um, or, I mean, Shiner's trying with uh, their their Mexican lager, Orle, and there was a few other beers that they started to distro out here. Um, I don't see Dogfish Head or Boston Beer coming out with a new beer anytime soon. Um, and, and, and they don't need to. 
they're 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 fine with what they have their main ones now they 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 don't need to worry about coming out with anything new because people are gonna they will buy them you don't have to worry about yeah but here we're talking about all of these brands that are losing double digit percentages in volume they need to fill that up somewhere else like if if you're losing twenty percent of people drinking just regular Boston uh, beers, Sam Adams, like that's your biggest seller. That's not like Twisted Tea. Uh, you need to get them to purchase something else, which is why they remastered their beer, and that's why like Fat Tire remastered their beer. Um, yeah, because yep. nobody was drinking Fat Tire. Like everyone was drinking Voodoo Ranger. Nobody gave two shits about Fat Tire. They're like, all right, we well, might as well change it up and see what's going on. Um. Have either of you tried the new Fat Tire yet? I have no. not. I have Me not. Either. I, I I still have the eight year old beers I bought at that one party store to to get through. <laughs> <laughs> I finally put some in the fridge uh, after I un like dusted them off and had to like wash my hands for five minutes to get well, all the those dust. those bottles of Fat Tire might go for a premium now. People looking for the the real thing, not this whatever the hell they did to it there there was a few photos i saw on twitter uh which you could follow us on twitter at better on draft um of a guy who had an old bottle and a new bottle and you could kind of see the difference between the two and how like much lighter it is and uh how different it is um but no i haven't had the opportunity to try it um then i don't know if i will like i i might like should we get new belgium um on the show like i might go out and buy some but there's so many other beers here, and if I want to, like, well, I'll, I'll want an amber, I'll go get a Bell's Amber, um, and if I want to, whatever that beer is, I'll probably go find a a local version of that. Um, I I think that Boston Beer and Dogfish Head will need to adjust with the times a little bit more. Um, they're focusing a lot on RTDs and seltzers and... Um, other areas where they're selling their products, but I still think they need to they need to bring something into the beer game that's new and exciting for beer drinkers. Um, the only one that I can think of that's probably new that might crack the top ten here soon is Athletic. Um, the Athletic Pale Ale, uh, I think, will probably be one of the the top selling you know beers uh, probably within the next year or two. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. On are they measuring non-alcoholics with the with regular beer? Uh yes, yes they yeah, are. That's the case. They, there's a good chance. Um, because they they're mentioning like in these articles they're mentioning uh, Brewdogs AF, they're mentioning Two Roads, and they're mentioning Athletic. So that's at least yeah, three. I could absolutely see that happening. Um, and there's a lot of people like if you listen to Bart Watson, uh, which we had on the show a couple years ago, um, talking about how like he's he's a little skeptical about Gen Z, but how Gen Z is not spending the money uh, that millennials are on alcohol um, as a whole. Uh, so broke. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true, too. Uh <laughs> But I think that's something important to go as people age out of drinking and the new people who are coming into drinking aren't, you know, and it's not necessarily even broke. Like, they're not buying Bush, Dan. They're not buying anything at all. They're just, they're drinking water. Too much avocado toast. Avocado toast. 
<laughs> Speaking of avocado toast, uh, Nick, what do you got for an article? Why is it because I'm wearing a green shirt? I mean, sure, why yeah. not? I was gonna That's just start. Why. I was just gonna start calling you Avocado Toast, like that was the new nickname for you. That's your new nickname. I like this. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh man, you guys are so close. Believe uh, I had a hard time trying to find something that was worth talking about today, so uh, I found Thrillist has an article. And I think they slightly repurposed it a little bit because it's St. Patrick's Day, but I think it's still pretty relevant. The top 10 cheapest cities to get beer in the United States, as well as the top 10 most expensive cities in the United States to get beer. So they part, they went to betting.com and they found that they analyzed the average cost of draft beer and bottled beer amongst the top 100 most populated cities in the United States to identify the most and least expensive locations. So starting with the least expensive, so the cheapest, let's start with you, Dan. Name a major American city most populated American city that you would think would be in the top 10. And I'll give you a little bit of a hint here. Michigan is not on any of these lists and the top 10 cheapest is really 14 because they have a tie for some of them. Uh, Okay. So it has to be in the hundred biggest cities. We can't Uh, name some middle of nowhere middle. No, these are all well-known American cities. Okay. So it's still going to be some podunk type of thing. Yeah, it's not going to be Rogers City, Michigan, Dan. It's <laughs> and, and, well, that's and, what I'm and, trying to figure and out. There's no Michigan on here. There's not a single Michigan city on here. So I'm thinking Southwest. I feel God. This is a tough one. So cheapest. Well, actually, no. you could let's just pick pick either one. You could just pick a city, whether it's cheapest or most expensive. Let's open. I'll, it up. I'll give you. I'll give you one of each. How about that? We'll okay, that's that. fine. Let's but do I'll that. start with the cheapest. I want because it's, I feel like it's going to be something in the Midwest. Okay. Um, I'm torn for cheapest. I'm going to say either um, Des Moines, Iowa will be on there, or like a Lincoln, Nebraska will be on there. Uh, for most expensive, I'd say Honolulu is probably going to be in the top five. What was your fir- What was your first one? The first one on the cheapest, Dan? I gave you two. Something like a Des Moines, Iowa, or a Lincoln, Nebraska, somewhere right, so, like there, middle of nowhere. Okay, so Des Moines not on here, but Lincoln, Nebraska is tied for eighth amongst cheapest. Four dollars for a draft, five dollars and fifty cents for a bottled beer, and then for Honolulu, it is the fourth. Most expensive city in the United Doesn't States. Surprise me. Draft beer seven dollars, bottled nine. Dan, Seems there's uh, there's two Arizona <laughs> cities that are on the cheapest. If you want to give those a guess, two Arizona. <laughs> so two cheapest. Yep, two cheapest. cheapest. So it's got to be out of the Phoenix area. Are we, are we talking like Kingman or? I don't even think that's a real place, Dan. Try again. Kingman, Arizona. No. Yeah, that's fuck. I don't know. Was Where the like hell 12, else? It's like twelve people there or something. No, it's it's <laughs> it's about ninety miles south of Las Vegas. It's a pretty oh, big okay. city. All right. Uh this first oh. one is the hay shipping capital of the world. The hay shipping capital of the world. Fuck if I know. What is it? It's in Maricopa County. Oh, it doesn't narrow it down. It's is south, it Maricopa? It's southeast of Phoenix. Is it Queen Creek? 
Uh, it's a basketball player with the last name Arenas's first name. Gilbert? There you go. Gilbert, Arizona. I don't know where that is. Well, I mean, I do. I, I highly doubt that's accurate. I've spent a number of nights in Gilbert. Beer is not cheap there. It's one of the biggest, like, party cities in the area. Well, is that, like, where Arizona State is or something? Or No, that's Tempe. But it, think Tempe. of it like a downtown Royal Oak. Oh, that really? Tempe area. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah, so that kind of surprises me. What the the other city in Arizona, Dan, tied for eighth with Lincoln, Nebraska, is Glendale. Glen- no, that's I call horse shit on that. Call too. horse shit on that one. Okay. That, until until this year, that was the home of both the Coyotes and the and the Cardinals. No, mm-hmm. beer is not cheap out there. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I wonder where they pulled their numbers from. Yeah, I I was trying to find that, and unfortunately, the data the it didn't really give me any really good sources. Uh, going down the list of cheapest cities, uh, number one is Toledo, Ohio, where Ken and I will be going tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Are you going to the bar? Yeah, yeah the, uh, the bar. Yes, the bar yeah. outside the <laughs> arena. Yep. Uh, El Paso, Texas, number two. Tulsa, Oklahoma, number three. Tied for fourth. one, I thought. Uh, Wichita, Kansas, and Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, we talked about Gilbert, Arizona at number six. St. Pete in Florida, number seven. Uh, we talked about Lincoln and Glendale already. And then tied for 10th in a five-way tie. Jacksonville, Florida, Newark, New Jersey, Lubbock, Texas, Irving, Texas, and Chesapeake, Virginia. Those are the top 10 cheapest cities for beer. Wow. And for most expensive, the the Big Apple, number one, New York City, followed by Los Angeles, San Jose. We talked about Honolulu at number four. And uh, from there, uh, San Diego, Anaheim, Boston, Mass, Long Beach, California, and then a three-way tie for uh, ninth or, you know, or whatever, because uh, there is no tenth. San Francisco, Seattle, and the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Zero surprises on that list, honestly. Lots of California, lots of towns in California rounding out the top most, the most expensive places uh one two three four five six cities in the state of california i don't understand how an organization like thrillist just doesn't like ring up someone like oracle or ncr or toast and it's like hey uh we need some data why don't you just give this to us real quick and then we'll throw an (laughs) ad for you at the end of our page yeah do it for free or something like that or like 99 percent. because that information is easily available to any aggregator of those um software companies to just be able to pull up you know they they could easily find like where's the most expensive pizza and where's the cheapest uh ramen you know city dumb shit like that (laughs) Uh, you would think they would, unless uh, they're just not giving that information out. That could be too. Yeah, but there, there's, there's always an in-kind donation. I mean, for a website like Thrillist that gets a lot of people on their site, uh, you can easily, you know, give free advertisement. Um, but these lists are, you know, between like here and VinePair and shit. Like these lists are so terrible. I'm, I'm not <laughs> judging. They're fun. Yes, they're they're easy content. They're great to talk about. I'm not judging you, Nick. But no. they're just so annoying. Like and, some of, and, the... and that's why I went, and that's kind of why I went through it because I was reading through. And I'm like, oh geez, I was 
without the justification as to how you reached it, it you're right. It is 100% bullshit. I agree with you. I agree with Dan. But they got but all I this think, information from betting.com. I know. But I, I don't know how betting.com aggregates this. Yeah, I would, lo- that's what, <laughs> I would love to know. But I think that's what makes it, you know, that's what makes it fun for, for us to talk through this. Because... Dan can sit there and scrutinize this list based on real experience because he likes to party out in Gilbert, Arizona every once in a while. I, I really don't. It's not <laughs> one of my favorite places. It's, But, you know, it's funny. You know, I think about Toledo. I've flown out in and out of the Toledo airport a couple of times over the last year or two. You know, the airport has Yingling on tap at their bar that's in there, the one spot. And it's like $5 for a pint. It's like roll really? up to the fucking airport, get some beer. Yeah. So D- it kinda, falls I just, I just had a clear TSA and we're good, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Get, get my and pre-check. Only, only like one airline flies out of there. So is it that small of an airport? That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An American just pulled out of it last year. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, Dan, what's your article for today? So this actually throws back to what we were talking about with your your article, Ken. And it, actually, this article brings me to a question I want to ask both of you, because I'm curious now. It kind of piqued my interest. But um, research from Bacardi-owned Martini has revealed record numbers of young adults are switching to low and no alcohol beverages. Um, more than half at 53% are looking to reduce their alcohol intake, according to the results. And while uh, customers are not necessarily ditching alcohol, they are switching wines, beers, and spirits for beverages of low and no alcohol category. Um, Just under 50% 50 of UK-based Gen Z and millennials were found to be more likely blenders who switch between low and no drinks and full strength. Um, So throwing back to what we were talking about um, with your information, Ken, from your news article and this coming out that they really are starting to look towards these younger generations are looking to low and no alcohol beverages. Um, my question for both of you, and we'll start with you, Ken, when you go to a brewery or a bar, when's the last time you saw someone that wasn't like in our generation at one of these? Oh, geez. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time I was at a, I mean, I, I definitely feel on the older side of uh, brewery attendees when I go to a, a bar itself. Really, I, I feel like there's there is a our generation. I almost feel like is not at these places. Um, I when when we went on our trip to Austin and San Antonio, Dan, like the the people that were hanging out like at these breweries were either sixty to sixty five year old people or. 20 to 25 year old people. Um, Maybe I didn't pay attention. So I didn't see the younger people. I saw the people our age or older. And uh, that's a lot of what I see out here too. It's when I go to somewhere, like I go to a place like the place that has 80 some taps up the street. It's always people my age. It's not, you don't see 20 year olds. You don't see, well, you know, 21 year olds. You see people in their middle, mid thirties and up is who you're seeing. What I like from what I remember going to these places, like I remember seeing like when we were at Jester King, it was a bunch of young kids. Um, Aquapon, same bunch of young kids. Uh, when we went to what was the um, the first place uh, where Kelly Meyer joined us? Uh, New Braunfels. That was all older people. 
That much was. That was all people, older, people. Older, older than us. Yep. Um, there was nobody at Live Oak when we went. Uh, mm-hmm. What other Weathered Souls? There was just that one other guy. There was well, like one, yeah. T- talk to me about that, that Sunday. You were there Sunday and it was wall-to-wall packed. It was wall-to-wall packed. It was all people my age. Probably my age. It was all people who were at the Royal Rumble, basically. Oh, was Waiting really? to go to the airport. Yeah. So it was, I walked in. I was the only one there. By the time I left, there wasn't a seat in there. But it was all people, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and that age. It wasn't, and maybe that's a Sunday afternoon type of thing. Maybe kids aren't going out to the brewery at 1 o'clock on a Sunday because they were out all night, you know, at the club until 2 a.m. But, again, it was just all people our age or older. So it really made me bring up the question is, when? how often do you see someone younger? It makes me think last Friday after the show, we went, there's one of those pour your own places. I talk about it from time to time. It's always not as busy as the places around. And it's always older people that are there. It's never here come a bunch of 21 year olds looking to pour their own beer. It's always here come the 30 year olds, the 40 year olds, like who want to drink craft beer, which made me think maybe we're just not seeing that generation come into these type of places anymore. Like when we were that age. And when we went to go see Daru a couple of weeks ago, was there a lot of people like younger than us? There was obviously a lot of younger people that's there. That's a but... good question. I mean, when, I, when I, we were, but, at... but, that, but, but that's that. But people like us, we're not going to that place every Friday night. You know, we're not people in our late in their late thirties are not going to a nightclub like Electricity where they sell beer or alcohol. No, but but there was someone there from the what was it late nineties, early two thousands. Was that people your age or were there people I... there for it? There, there was definitely uh, people our age was still on the the older. We were the older crowd, but there was that yeah. whole one wow. cheap cheap ticket for a, a live DJ set of a really prominent you know European DJ. Yeah, um, that one everyone knows about, but two you know everyone knows because of the meme. Um, and if you actually, I think Vice did like a. Um, a behind the scenes on his rebirth and touring and stuff. And he's like, I don't care how people find out who I am as long as they do. And they listen <laughs> to my music. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care it. that I'm a meme or I'm a joke. People are downloading and listening to my music and I'm, you know, getting a <laughs> Renaissance. Um, so there, there was definitely a lot of young twenties, young twenties in there. And then our age, like there was no like thirties people like, you were either like, like four, yeah. There you were either forty or you were twenty. There, yeah. Um, <laughs> but even when we were at the the brewery, like the brewery definitely felt like it was a lot more older people who were at the brewery itself. Yeah, um, hanging out, eating, and drinking. Whereas we were the the more it was either that or a much more younger crowd. Um, I don't really, and of course now I'm like trying to think like, am I am I underaging a lot of people who look just really young because people look young <laughs> these days? Um, too, too much plastic surgery. I mean, oh, I'm more like a you know a thirty year old looks like they're nineteen or twenty these days. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas when I was nineteen, I looked like I was thirty. <laughs> it's all the hair. So. Tell, tell about talking about feeling old. You know, I went to see Jerry Cantrell a couple of weeks ago. Um, for those who don't know, Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chains, guitar player, singer, songwriter for that band. Um, go to that show. It was all people my age and older. A lot of them were bringing their kids. 
it's like holy crap has grunge wow. like no one even wants to listen to grunge anymore especially some of the best you know grunge music that was ever written it's like all older people like all hanging out it's like damn now i'm really starting to feel old yeah i think everything comes though in in waves like there's there's going to be probably a new generation here in five years that rediscover craft beer um but as craft beer continues to grow more locally um and smaller as opposed to with dreams and aspirations of being you know this big production facility uh i think it's going to be almost a norm. Like everyone's going to understand that that's your local watering hole. That's your local beer. That's your beer. That's your Reed city beer. That's your, um, Alpena, Michigan beer. That's your Sheboygan beer. Um, and I think that's what we're going to start seeing a lot more is that people, as they age into, uh, drinking, they're going to see their hyper local beer as their beer. Um, which is a good thing. We, you know, we talked about that when the show first started. It seemed like everyone was trying to be this big production, getting all this distribution. If you guys recall, it seemed like every brewery that was their dream. Oh, we want to distribute and this and that. I, are you guys noticing that that's not really the case anymore? More places are just trying to be that local or regional. I, I place went that to, people come to. I went to someday today um, to check out their soft opening. And they 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 can only seat like sixty people on this brewery on Mac. Like they don't have they're they're not there to have a production facility. They're not there to crank out. I think they have four beers on tap and two meads. Um, nice. and, I, and I think one of the meads is a hand pull too. Um, <laughs> so I I feel like a lot of places that are opening. Look at Joe Walters, formerly of Liberty Street. He's opening up one for exactly. all over in Livonia and that's going to be a brand new brewery and that's going to be very local. You look at Kingsley which just opened in Kingsley, Michigan. Do you even know where Kingsley, Michigan is, Nick? Never heard I, of it. I do. I'm going to be checking that out in a couple of weeks. Kingsley, um, Michigan. Yep, yeah, that's uh just south of Traverse City. Um Okay. But these breweries are starting to open with a truly hyper local focus. Um, they're not opening like Roke or uh, Brew Detroit. Um, now, yeah. Brew, Brew Detroit had a whole other plan when they opened um, just because they wanted to be a contract brewer, too. But, uh, like, you'll never see another Roke again, I don't think. Um, Probably not. Coming in guns a-blazing like that. Um, yeah, I just – all these small breweries. The Michigan Brewery Map app, folks, if you don't have it yet, go download it. It's free. Uh, iOS, Android, you can see all the breweries, including upcoming breweries. And you're going to look at where all these upcoming breweries are, and they're they're basically in the middle of nowhere for the most part. Or they're in beer deserts that um, need a local watering hole. Yeah, that isn't your dive bar selling Coors Light, Bush Light, that sort of thing. Especially these northern Michigan towns. Like, it's good to hear Kingsley's getting a brewery. Because before that, it would be that kind of thing where, oh, I can go somewhere and get some Bush, Bush Light, Bud Light, Coors Light, that sort of thing. So it's really nice to see places getting um, getting options other than that for the people up there. Yeah, I'm, bring, I'm bringing up the app right now. And, like, Macosta uh, is getting a brewery. Um, there's Well, Battle Creek's getting uh, another one. Uh, Vicksburg's getting one. Plainwell's getting one. 
uh, Cadillac's getting one. So, like, all these breweries. Uh, Lake Leelanau um, is getting a brewery here upcoming. Uh, so there's a lot of breweries um, over in Fort Gratiot. Uh, up in the Thumb? Yeah, up, uh, up in the, the Thumb. There's there's plenty of places. Linden is getting its own brewery. Um, places that will finally get a brewery that will service the local industry. They're not going to be destroying. They're not going to be. Um, and we're, we're seeing breweries that, you know, kind of had their hand forced to distro due to COVID. Um, like Faison, um, or do they distro? Uh, yeah, Faison does distro. Um, I see their cans at uh, what's the? I only Wendy was here to tell me the big store in Canton. <laughs> um, they're the huge store in Canton that I just can't think of the name of. Super fine wine. Um, like I'll see cans over there. I'll see cans of them at uh, Metropolitan or Eight Degrees. Uh, so yeah, they, they definitely distro and it's not big. Like they don't distro more than like Southeastern Michigan. Um, but that's the same with like barrel and beam was destroying all over the state. Um, so it's finding the right path for a brewery is going to be key, but I feel like for the younger generations, the gen, well, gen Z still aging into drinking age anyways. They're not, um, they're not fully drinking age. Like I think probably by the tail end of Jay's Gen Z, my my guess is is that there'll be enough local breweries to where people will know what their local brewery is. I mean, look at what uh, Loaded Dice is doing over in Troy. Um, they get a lot of people in Troy over there because that's their brewery. That's the Troy Brewery. There's no other brewery. Just there's what do you call it? Um, granite city but nobody gives two shits about granite city um no it's funny i didn't even know loaded dice was there it's obviously after it opened up after i left there um that basically a beer desert without them so you think about what's over in that area but yeah you have granite city and then you have all these you know corporate locations um or or dive bars basically so that in that especially that area, like unless you were getting yeah. into Royal Oak, which Royal Oak kind of um, dissipated a little bit. You have the Rob, you have Lilies, uh, and that's it. Um, in in yep. Royal Oak itself, you have Jolly Pumpkin now uh, instead of Boston. Um, but then you look, you go down to Ferndale, and the Wab's gone. Now it's at B Nectar. The Wab Hardware is at B Nectar. Uh, you have Urban Rest. You have Brooks. Um, but like that more East area, nope, there, there's no beer there until again, little yeah. dice came in, Cadillac straights came in. Um, and it kind of fit that area of between Coon and Dragon Mead and Royal Oak Ferndale. Like you, you needed something there that just was never there. I know yeah. we're talking hyper-local folks. I'm truly sorry. We're the, 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 <laughs> the moral of the story is, is that you're going to start seeing a lot of, and it doesn't even have to be a big city. It has to just be a city. A city that can sustain one bar can sustain one brewery. Um, That's true. And you know what might be good to start seeing is, is that if there is uh, relax and laws to where these bars could potentially start brewing their own beer, um, even if they get like a one gallon setup and they just make their own beer, like that's you, you, I mean, we're going back to like what eight, the 1800s were here in the U S um, where there was, you know, 6,000 breweries and each brewery <laughs> was a bar that made their own beer. But 10,000 breweries with their like one gallon 
or whatever the fuck they did back then. Yeah, but you could easily set up a, a one-barrel system, brew your own beer, kind of like MDs used to do or uh, Bilbo's used Well, Bilbo's has a much bigger site, but Bilbo's is no longer brewing. Uh, there what nano breweries were a thing for a moment. I don't know if they still are, but that we could see that come back, I think for sure. I mean, the terminology is there. I think a lot of things got clouded when uh the craft beer boom hit and there was just so much like red tape rules and regulations um because like here in Michigan there's brew pubs, breweries, and um, like brewing facilities, I think is the the big one or uh, microbrewery. There's brewery, which is the big ones, and microbrewery, which is the small ones. And when I say big ones, I literally just mean Bells and Founders. <laughs> um, but the, like all those different licenses, then we have all those laws that use those legal license rules to where if you create different licenses, like a nanobrewery license, which we don't have in Michigan, um, you would have to create, you know, reset a bunch of laws that talk about microbreweries or breweries. Um, so I, with Michigan at least, because self-distro has changed a lot, now these places could, you know be a brewery in a city and work in collaboration with a local bar. All right. We're going to have 10 taps on you. You know, can we get two at your bar? You can go and sell it. We can sell it at the same price and everyone's happy. Um, but that's, I, I, I think that's, that's the way we see craft beer survive five years from now is, is that that hyper local, which we've talked about on this show becomes oh, yeah. this industry standard that brings in because as as the newer kids grow up, we are becoming even bigger homers than we used to be. <laughs> eventually, these these small these small breweries that are local will eventually become the new hole in the wall bars, basically. Yeah, but when I say for, but for but for like our but for like our generation that goes to them. Yeah, like gone will be the days of the gathering place or um, the Madison Club. Ma- Madison, Madison. The Madison. Gone is the Madison Club. I don't know if that'll ever die. The, the Bronx, like the Bronx down, like in Midtown Detroit. Dan, Dan, when was someone our age that wasn't us at the Madison Club? Um, actually, I just got a text from someone who was there last week, <laughs> sending pictures. <laughs> it's like an old boy. <laughs> But but look they at were, they're having fifties night or something tonight there too. Fifties <laughs> night? Yeah. Yeah. Are they gonna be listening to Chuck Berry all night? Not that I would complain. <laughs> I Marvin Marvin Berry. Thank you, Nick, for the Back to the Future reference. I think yeah, that's gonna do it before so, this. As is... long as someone got it. <laughs> yeah. Good, because I'm about to see Fairly Dickinson beat Purdue right now, the sixteen beating the one right now. Are they actually they're they're exactly. like literally it's 12 and a half seconds left fairly dickinson's up by three purdue just shoots air ball and oh no and they just and purdue just fouled 7.6 left it'll be the second time in history that it happens yeah, hopefully you bet a hundred bucks on all the underdogs i want to see yeah, everyone's was- bracket get busted Oh, it got busted with Arizona living up to expectations oh with everyone's Hof- bracket oh, with bracket or whatever gone with yeah. Princeton. All right, yeah, that's Princeton, yeah. that's going to do it for the craft beer news and the craft beer podcast. 
My name is Ken for Nick and Dan. Wendy, of course, who is on a trip right now, wasn't able to make it tonight. We appreciate you listening. We will be back next week, I believe. Um, we may have a Friday show that is tentative, uh, but if not, we are going to be having a Sunday afternoon show with McKellar. Um, Mikkel is going to be joining us onto the show. Uh, so that is going to be Sunday at noon, but just in case we may have a Friday show. So stay tuned and stay tuned for March draftness. Thinking about, uh, March madness, the fake shit that you guys are talking about March draftness, the real bracket. Uh, my bracket is still not busted. I still have all four of my uh, breweries making it. So that is going to do it. Uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page to vote in March draftness. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night.